What's up, everybody? We're here again, even more again since the last again of our last our last episode. Uh, and today we're doing Once Upon a Time dot, ellipses dot. in Hollywood. <laughs> Tarantino's latest outing into the film soiree. <laughs> <laughs> This is his eighth film, ninth film, ninth film, ninth film. So ninth. supposedly second last, second last. Okay, which yeah. I don't buy. Yeah, and it will be a shame. Yeah, it will but, be a uh, shame. I mean, it's always exciting when he puts out a new film because you know you're gonna get a certain quality of movie, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a whole unique thing that no other director really does. Whole experience, yeah. So that this is one, Quarantino. yeah, Quarantino, Quarantino. <laughs> is that is that his? Uh, <laughs> conjoined name Alfonso Quarantino <laughs> we is experts so in this one we've got Leonardo DiCaprio the spelt Leonardo DiCapis on Cohen's notes and Brad's Pitt as um, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth respectively and the whole film is basically a love letter to Hollywood and yeah. for lovers of film. Yeah, so for old school Hollywood, this whole film like plays out like an like an old film. It's just yeah, the cars top tops down in in cruising. 60s Hollywood cruising just smoking and al- alcohol and delinquency all over the show. Yeah. And goddamn fucking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's goddamn fucking hippies. Yeah. <laughs> The vitriol towards hippies in this film made me laugh continuously. Yeah. Like every Out time it happened, yeah, just it was just uh, <laughs> close to the end as well. Uh, DiCaprio's scene on the, on the driveway. Um, so we're going to touch on a couple of light spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, uh, yeah. tread lightly. But we're also not going to drop the whole storyline and, and mm. reveal everything that happens. But first things first, when it comes to Tarantino films and Enjoyment of them, where does this kind of slot in? Uh, it's a difficult one for me because in, in in one way, I really loved it. And in another way, it sort of falls sort of on the lower spectrum for me on, mm. on these films. Yeah, so, out of, so out, of, out of nine Tarantinos, I would probably... <laughs> out of nine now? <laughs> this ranking is... Because uh... there's nine films. There's nine films. <laughs> <laughs> out of nine yeah out of nine tarantinos i probably would position it at a f- five is that on the overall film overall, ranking okay yeah overall ranking of his films i think that's i think that's fair this one is somewhat self-indulgent in a lot of ways um yeah. i mean it's obviously it's a beautiful film it's shot amazingly and mm. it's really unique the pacing can really drag at yeah, times drag, yeah so I think that's one of the, the things I struggled with most in the film. Um, he has a way with uh, uh, drawing out certain scenes, you know, like mm. his, his uh, famous dialogue scenes dialogue that scenes, yeah. um, just, they go on and on, but they are constantly engaging. Mm. This one has very long drawn out scenes, in particular, the ones that are noteworthy are, are like the, the driving scenes. There's a lot of driving a lot scenes of driving. that are not filled with dialogue, It'll be someone driving from one location to another and then mm. it follows them through the streets of Hollywood and, and the areas that they're in. Mm. But a lot of these felt a little bit self-indulgent in some ways. They 
kind of dragged a bit and I felt my attention slipping like at times. Waver, yeah, also. Yeah. But that's not to say that it's like, um, it's not a boring movie by any means. I just felt like it, it was a little bit longer than it needed to be in some places. I think it, what, what kept me going through this film is that, you know, at some point the scales are going to tip. And yep. Tarantino is going to let it all go to shit. And good Lord. <laughs> Does it go Does to it? shit? <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a, a very strong contrast in um, tones in this film. Mm. Well, tones and sort of, um, I don't know how to phrase it. Look, if you had to plot this movie out on a graph of um, activity, <laughs> there would be a very sharp spike through the damn atmosphere yeah, at yeah. one point <laughs> and it's very tarantino but it's also very uh holy shit this is actually <laughs> happening <laughs> that's all i can say about it um yeah it's it's amazing actually so once upon a time in hollywood as another sort of alternate history retelling mm. of if you know anything about it uh, i don't know if this is so much of a spoiler if it is the whole manson murders yeah, uh, I guess Richard like the, Manson. Yeah. What Charles Manson? <laughs> Billy Manson. <laughs> Billy Madison. Yeah, that's the one. What is it? Charles Manson. Charles Manson. What did I call him first? Richard Manson. <laughs> I know history. Uh, well, this, well, this goes to show. I actually, I don't know anything about the Manson murders. I I went into this. Uh, Nick actually <laughs> had to fill me in after the film. I was like, oh, oh. In the group of people that we went to go see this with, I was sort of the only one who had somewhat prior knowledge about the Sharon Tate story and the Charles Manson cult and all of those things that went down. Um, so, like, when I, when I kind of elaborated mm. on that for you guys, it, it put certain things into perspective yeah, and the, made a bit more sense mm, in the film. The penny dropped, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's... That, might be one of the bigger flaws of the movie for me in mm. the sense that you are I guess going to kind of be a bit lost in some ways if you don't know about mm. that story and yeah. it's it relies too heavily on you having prior knowledge about that mm. that whole thing yeah, yeah I was I was totally in the dark so yeah I I guess there were certain key points in the film that I didn't realize were really critical for my understanding of the film until yeah. the sort of end came and I thought oh okay the pieces are falling into place, but not entirely. The puzzle wasn't complete until you sort of elaborated on, oh, uh, uh, Charles Manson and his, his his cult of hippies tried to murder, well, in, in reality, murdered Sharon Tate in, in, and her friends in the house. Sure. So, yeah, it was, so, yeah, which, which gave me a whole new appreciation after the fact. Yeah. With some of the performances in the film, this might sound a bit weird, but for the first time, I was um, annoyed with... Margot Robbie in a film. Yeah. Um, so mm. she plays Sharon Tate in the movie. And I kind of feel like her inclusion in the film is not needed. Yeah. A lot of the scenes with her in it like annoyed me. Just in, just in her, her character's portrayal and, and the things she did. It felt mm. very indulgent and also mm. kind of directionless. Yeah. I yeah. And also like ditzy. Yeah, they they portrayed her in this ditzy way that yeah came across as yeah as just um I don't yeah it was annoying and like I said directionless you didn't know where this was going so when she was on screen you're like what is this where is it going yeah and then it would just leave again and like, oh okay and then and then heads back to Rick Dalton and Cliff uh, the Cliff Booth characters 
and then they go on their 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 crazy adventures again, and yeah, it just feels inconsequential. Yeah, when she's on screen, she's just sort of like vaguely smiling and dancing and having a good time and mm. in life, and it felt, yeah, I guess the word is indulgent. Like mm. didn't need to be there. If you're taking her, so, for me, if you take her scenes out, it doesn't change the film and it doesn't um, subtract anything from it. I think it was like a ham-fisted way of trying to fool the historical narrative. Yeah. And maybe to try, I don't know, build up a sympathy for the character or yeah. or other, you know, what, if you know, the, yeah, again, it comes down, if you know about the murders, that you, it's going to build up the suspense. It's like, where's this going and how is this going to end for her? And then you know, obviously find mm. out later. If you can hear the cricket right now, we, we are sitting in the middle of the Kruger National Park. Yeah, that's just our regular setting for these. <laughs> just, yeah, we rode in on our usual lines here in Africa. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we said before, uh, Rick Dalton is played by Leonardo DiCaprio, which is a uh, fictional character set in this, this uh, mm. 60s Hollywood. And we follow his, his sort of... Uh, he's, he's trying to revive his career. Yeah, and, and all then, of his anxieties mm, about the career declining and yes. him not being as relevant anymore. Getting old, yeah, that, that Hollywood is soon going to shoo him out like they do all the stars. Mm. And um, yeah, he's, he's depressed and, 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 and he's, in, he's somewhat in denial about his life because when he's offset, he goes home, he gets disastrously drunk every night and then tries to be his best on set again. So he's sabotaging the career he's trying to save yeah <laughs> just deeply self-critical and very um anxious about yeah. how his life's going and the state of everything in yeah. the industry and then driving him around is his his is his stunt double that's been fired for reasons you'll find out in the in the film that yeah he's just become the handyman as some sort of servant for for rick dalton who's also trying to revive his career as well. So it's, it's, it's quite a mess of characters. <laughs> yeah, interesting motivations. Mm. And um, the storytelling uh, mode, I guess, jumps quite far. Mm. Uh, the pacing is like really strange in that sense. Mm. It, it jumps between characters in a very sporadic way. Jarring. Yeah. And then at mm. times stretches out and really focuses on a certain small detail, but then occasionally will then jump a large period of time ahead mm -hmm. and uh yeah a bit of a strange pacing um i think it might make a bit more sense on rewatch but at first watch i was a little bit like this feels really long in some parts and really rushed <laughs> in others i don't know it's quite a strange one but that's sort of what i, I, I sort of like about this film is that tarantino almost takes time i, I know it's like it's self-indulgent but there's certain things where i just like they stretches it out just that little bit longer where you don't know what like specific scene that like Cliff Booth and the Hippies, that whole segment when he goes to go investigate oh, yeah, yeah. what's going on at this this old set and uh, stunt uh, sort of stunt lot that's been sort of retired. And um, there's, there's a lot that goes on there, but it's it's sort of played out very slow but deliberate, and uh, that's mm. when I really enjoy it. Okay, then when it comes to Tarantino's top tier, what would you put as your, I guess, top three of his filmography so far? So my my f the first film I ever watched in the Tarantino collection, my entry into him was Pulp Fiction, mm -hmm. and yeah, that's top of my list and will forever be there. I love the time period it's set in. I I love the the over the 
top acting from 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 uh, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, their characters. Mm. Uh, uh, Uma Thurman, sort of happy go lucky, happy go lucky, but also like bored with life way of wandering through her life. She's just yeah, she doesn't know really what to do with herself and all that. And yeah, it's just it's it's just a nuts movie in, mm. in general. And, and the the dialogue is. Probably only seconded by the intro in Inglorious Bastards for me. Yeah. From with the yeah. <laughs> so Inglorious Bastards is number two. Okay. And then going on, cause that's just yeah, balls to the wall, nuts crazy. And then number three for me is Django Unchained. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a tough choice I think when it comes to his films, but for me Inglorious Bastards can't be topped. I feel like he ends that film with a very kind of nudge wink thing where he says i think this might be my masterpiece uh, margarita that film is incredible i can just watch it over and over again i'm never not in the mood to watch that movie um i guess django unchained would probably be second for me as well i think it's it's a it comes close to inglorious in terms of the enjoyment factor for me i, I like it's such a uh I mean, it's a really heavy film as well, but it's yeah. it's really cool. It's very unique. And then Pulp Fiction. I think that movie is maybe not as close to me as it is for you, mm, mm, mm. but it's still badass. It's such a cool... Um, it's iconic. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. So, out of 13 Tarantinos, what would you get? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how many Quintons out of Tarantinos, out of 10 Tarantinos... <laughs> we're gonna rank it out of nine how many quintons out of nine tarantinos would you give this film (laughs) yes i think um i think i'd have to give this one maybe a maybe a seven quintons eh seven quintons okay yeah you i'm gonna sit on a six quintons Mm. out of tarantinos fair enough Mm. in fact let me change mine to six and a half quintons (laughs) give a i'll give a a half notch down just for the long ass car scenes. Long ass car scenes, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to these and for subscribing. If you are a fan of these and you think that someone else might enjoy these kind of uh, film reviews and banter, please do just uh, recommend it to your friends and spread the word. And also, if there's any 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 films you'd like us to have a look at specifically from your side. Let us know. Get yeah. in contact. Give us a shout. Yeah, we're on Facebook at Obsessive Critics Disorder. Um, you can drop us a message or a post there and um, suggest a new film or maybe something for our Backflash sessions where we do an in, in retrospect look at some movies that are either fantastic or terrible or overlooked, but something <laughs> of the past that deserves another, another look at. Yeah. Yeah, goodbye. And now for your enjoyment and our embarrassment, an outtake segment. So, like we said before, um, Leonardo. Yeah, like we said before, Leonardo DiCaprio. Ca- uh, <laughs> be some Leonardo nice outtakes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> like we said before, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, ah man, no. Like we said before, Rick Dalton is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the, the Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio. 
okay, for the umpteenth time. Like we said before, Rick Dalton is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <sighs> okay, start again.